Hey there, ProSide small group leaders and coaches. Welcome to a special leaders podcast where we're going to discuss our leadership group guide uh, for the month. And um, I'm here with Pastor Alfredo, hey, Coach Canencia. Yes. And uh, we, we just want to give us uh, something that this is what we're going to be talking about in our leadership groups this month. And um, just to equip us and, and help us to move forward as leaders and move forward as a church. And um, I'm really excited to have this conversation and for you to have this conversation together in your groups, your leadership groups, because uh, this is essential for us to be the church God's calling us to be. And so I wanted to just quickly kind of give a little bit of kind of where we are as a whole ProSide Church, all of our congregations together. Uh, We had an amazing Easter. Um, probably one of the best ones that we've ever had, especially coming out of COVID. It was great to see. And I just want to first of all say thank you to all of you who helped make it happen logistically at all of our services and uh, just your leadership on the ground, uh, loving on people. But real quick, we had 5,207 people come out (laughs) at all of our services and congregations this year. Uh, Last year, just for comparison, we had 3,872 which is a net gain of 1,235 people. So uh, for year over year, we're up 134% just on Easter weekend alone. And, you know, when as I was looking at that and just praying about that, you know, I'm not impressed by the numbers, but I felt a burden. I don't know about you, Coach, but I felt a burden that, like, these are the people that God wants us to to pastor and care for and love on. And I don't know about you, I got a little bit of anxiety because (laughs) I know that we're not ready to pastor 5,207 people. I know all of our congregants, I saw the pictures, you know, of of, of all the different locations. It was full, and I know all the serve teams were stressed out. I remember being an usher on Easter and just stressing, (laughs) and and I'm just like, man, we're not ready yet to care for all these people, Right. but yet we have to. You know what I mean? Like, these are the people God sent to us, and we need to love on them and care for them. And so I think for us as leaders to have that perspective that what you saw on Easter, those are the people God wants us to love. That's right. Those yes. are the people God's calling us to shepherd, and we're not ready for that. Yeah, yeah. So we got to get ready for that. And uh, I think that's the burden that God's really placed on my heart, um, and for I think for all of us as leaders, so what do we need to do to get ready to care for God's kids right. who He's sending to us? That's right. Um, so, you know, another uh, kind of just statistic, you know, year over year, our service average for 2023 thus far, we're at about 2,891. Last year, uh, we were at about 2,396. So we're plus 120%, which is a net of 495 people. And that's why we feel the stress. You know, we feel it in our services in different places because we've grown. All of our locations have grown. Yes. Um, God's doing uh, something tremendous there, plus 495 people in a year. I mean, that's, that's, that's exciting. But here's the the caution and the challenge. Our services have grown by 120%, but our small groups have remained flat. Mm, that's right. Um, literally flat. This this uh, this year we had uh, 1582 in small groups. Last year uh, was uh, was 15. Um, well, where where did I lost that number now, but we're, it was basically flat. 15 or oh, 15 15. So yeah. basically flat. There's almost been no growth in our small groups year over year while our services have grown by 120%. And so what that should do is cause us to realize that we need to uh, we need to really up our small group leadership. Right, that's right. Because we're not impressed by our service attendance. Yeah. Like, we don't believe that's the way that God has called His church to grow because it's, for the most part, when people come to church, they're just watching, listening, hopefully, right. you know, God's dealing. But it's in the small group. You know, right. we know relational discipleship takes place. Yes. And so if the majority of our church are not in small groups or a lot of people are not in small groups because the small groups aren't growing, then we're not adequately caring for people. And that's the burden that 
our leaders have from, from Pastor Norman, all, the, all of our pastors, like we want people in small groups because we know that's where they're going to be cared for. And so what that tells us as small group leaders is we need to prepare our jars, as we've talked about before, right. more containers to contain the harvest that God is giving to us. And so, like I said, after Easter, I was excited. Yeah, it was great. But I had a <laughs> massive anxiety because right, I'm just right. like, we're not ready to care for these yes. people. God, help us to get ready. And that's why we're having this conversation today, leaders, and why we want you to have this conversation in your LGs is how do we create more jars, more containers, more small groups right. to contain the harvest that God is sending to us? You know, I think we, uh, you know, like what you're saying, the burden... Uh, you know, as we're talking, is we have to look at the groups that are actually big, mm-hmm. and maybe have like eight to ten sure. or twelve, and we have to make sure we, we we're branching and we're clustering. Uh, you know, I, I tell people this, uh, you know, we used to say this before, Pastor Billy, you remember, you can walk into a service and you just cut it right in half. Maybe possibly half of them not in small groups. Mm-hmm. So you realize there's a lot of work to do. But maybe we can start with our leaders, uh, those that have bigger groups, and look at ways in how we can branch mm-hmm. or we can mm-hmm. cluster. Sure. I'm doing that with one of the groups that in at Highlands right now, um, uh, Eddie Koilopo, and realizing that their group was big. But, you know, realizing a lot of times guys are in the group for a long time. They don't want to lead, mm-hmm. but when you got someone new that come in and they really they want to be a disciple, they want to make a disciple. So now we actually uh, branching or actually a clustering and on our way to branching. And I think we need to see more of those things happen. Absolutely, you know, and and again because it's it comes down to having more containers and more jars. And the perspective that I have, you know, I, the Lord put this on my heart a while ago is if I was God, I wouldn't send my kids right. to a church that wasn't ready to take care of them, right? right? Even if, you know, I, I, because if, if and, and it goes back to the whole, you know, parable or of the, the wine and the, and the you know, the, the wineskins, wine right. that God's not going to pour new wine into a wineskin that can't contain it. That's right. Because if the wineskin bursts, right, <laughs> That's then right. both the wine and the skins are spoiled. So yeah, God's yeah. not going to pour in the people, but he's shown us, these are the people I want you to shepherd, so get your wineskins right, ready, right. right? Get the jars ready and I will pour those in. Because the week after Easter, our attendance went back down, mm. right? And that, to me, just shows we're not ready to contain that right. harvest. But God is signaling to us, this is the harvest I want you to have, the people I want you to care for, so we got to get ready. Just kind of quick, Just I won't go through the, the, the way that the calculus worked on this, but uh, we were talking as, as some of our staff that for us to contain the harvest God wants us to get to, we need to have 557 small groups, right. give or take. Okay, yes. now, there's, there's no science necessarily <laughs> to this, but yeah. you know we need we need about 550 small groups right. to contain that harvest that God wants to send to us. Right now, currently, we have 376. Right. So we need roughly 181 new small groups to yes. be added to contain the harvest that God is signaling to us. Uh, that w- he wants us to care for. Now, that sounds daunting. 557 groups. We need yeah. 181 groups. Okay, how are we going to ever do that? In reality, yeah. if just half of our yes. 376 right. groups yes. branch this year, Come on. we're there. Yes. Just half. Right. We, we don't all even need to do it. Just half. But but think about that. It's it's attainable. Yes. And I think sometimes we, we look at the, the mission of God and the call of God, and we, it feels so unattainable. But in reality, it's it comes down to each one reach one, right? Right. Yeah. Just multiplying ourselves, and and as you said, Coach, we have groups right now that are large that could cluster. That's right. We have groups that can branch. We have leaders that maybe have been in the pipeline that maybe they weren't ready before. Right. That if we launch them out, if it, just half of our groups do that, yeah, we're there. 
Right. And I want to say that to encourage us leaders that if we can multiply ourselves, right. if we can multiply our groups, we can contain the harvest God wants That's to give right. us. Amen. And man, if we have 5,207 people come to church every week, our communities are going to be a little different. We're going to change the I'll world. Tell you what, it's going to it's going to feel real different. Yeah. Because think about that. There's more people serving God, more families serving God. I mean, geez, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And so it's totally attainable. And I right. think that's what I want to say. We just got to be intentional at multiplying ourselves. So here's a phrase I want us to, we're going to discuss that's for the good. rest of our time. Yeah. And this is a, a thematic goal that we've been talking about at the main campus. Each one reach one, each one disciple one, each one train one this year. If we can focus on that, each one reach one, disciple one, train one this year, we're there. Right. We're there. Okay, so let's break down each of the three real quick. Each one reach one. We need to, that's reaching out to an unsaved person or someone who's, you know, not yet established in the faith. It could be someone that was invited to Easter and hasn't come back. Exactly. We still got to reach them. And I love what Pastor Norman said in one of our staff meetings. Sometimes we overcomplicate the follow-up. Right. Like, hey, let's get together. I want to go over to One to One Book with you. And we want to jump straight into a purpose-driven You're life, a ready. curriculum, <laughs> yeah. or, hey, you got to go to the growth track yeah. right away. Sometimes a person, they're not ready for that. Right, right. You know what they need? Just can you say, hey, let's have coffee. Yes. I'd love to just kind of hear, you know, what do you think of our Easter service? Right. What do you think of church? You know, and just, just sit and listen. And and uh, it's just that simple. Hey, right. let's have coffee. I'd love to hear, you know, what you thought about Easter, you know, church, any questions, and and, and we don't even have to have all the answers. We just need to be present in people's lives. And I, I think sometimes we overcomplicate this. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it comes down to the consistency of reaching one. I got a guy that I'm reaching out to right now who's pretty darn close, I think. Um, and uh, it's just the consistency of being with him at practices and games and talking story yeah, and right. just talking yeah. about life and faith. And I feel like we're real close. But I realize the consistency is necessary. Right. Yeah. We, we like to do the one-off. Oh, Easter's coming. I throw yeah. you an invitation. Either yeah. you show up or you don't. And then we don't talk to them until Christmas time, right? Right, <laughs> right. And and so, but we need, it's the consistency of reaching that. Oh, I think a lot of times people they're settling for the random, random mm-hmm. instead of the regular. Mm, that's good. And then when we get regular with people, uh, just a quick encouragement. I, I tell people, my leaders, is that you fish, you know, during the week on the outside, but you fish on the weekend. On the inside, so I've caught a lot of people just fishing on the inside you mean at and church, inviting, yeah, the inviting weekends, them yeah. into small group, inviting them to a coffee meeting, um, and because there's a lot of fish swimming around, right. they're not connected, they're not established, right. and we think, oh, they automatically come into church. No, but they're not disciples. Yet. Great, yeah. So we can we can get connected with you, have a coffee mm-hmm, time with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And then during the week, we're fishing on the outside right. and through our daily activities. You know, we're parents. If you're at sports stuff, That's don't right. just be sitting yes. in your car like I used to. You know, get with the other parents, <laughs> yeah. talk story, share life, ask questions, do relational discipleship. We talked about our, our last summit, ask questions. Yes. Remember, slap, start a conversation, listen, yes. ask questions and pray. I mean, if we do that, man, eventually someone's going to yeah. get saved. But oftentimes we're not consistent in that, and so we're not seeing the fruit. And so who is that person yes. that God is calling you to reach in this season? And leaders, we got to model it. We can't yeah. tell our people to do it if we're not doing it. So who is that one that you're reaching consistently? So each one reach one. But the second thing is each one disciple one. That's right. right? And who is that person that you're helping to lay biblical foundations in? And that may be what you're talking about, Coach, someone in, who's coming to church on the right. weekend yeah. but isn't yet established in the faith. Yeah. Maybe we need to connect with them and go through. They may be more ready for the one-to-one book or purpose-driven life because they've been coming around. Right. But we need to be laying those foundations. We can't settle for just attendance. Yes, that's right. Which is what I, what I was saying here. Great. I'm so glad we're like plus you know whatever percentage in our services, but... They're not disciples yes. because they're not in groups. They're right. not. We don't know if they're disciples and growing because right. they're not in groups. And so, 
we got to help disciple them, yeah. right? And that's where we can use the tools, one-to-one, purpose-driven life, uh, whatever it takes to help them to grow in their faith and get established in small groups. And then the last thing is, so each one reach one, each one disciple one, each one train one, right. is who are you training to lead? That's right. Right? Because if, as I said, we need 500-something more small groups, or uh, sorry, 181 yeah. more small groups, right. well, then we got to be, as leaders, training right. another leader to lead. So who are you training to lead. And this is key because a lot of times as leaders, I, I'm guilty of this. I get comfortable just doing the leadership doing myself. Right, right, right. You know, I'm just happy that the dudes showed up. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, like, right. I'm not even thinking about training anybody. I'm just glad we had a decent meeting. Yeah. But that's the bottom basement. You know what I mean? Like, that's the yes. lowest denominator. We need to get to who are we training. Yeah. And maybe you've had people that you've asked to lead in the past and they've said no in the past. Ask again. Because right. in this season, I've, I've found God is turning no's to yeses, where yes. people that were once resistant That's to leadership right. are now mm. open to leadership. Right. And we need to now be more intentional in training and deploying them so that we can have more containers for the harvest. Right. I, you know, again, another small group I'm working with is that the, sometimes the guys who've been around for a while, they don't want to lead, mm-hmm. and we're waiting, waiting. But there's someone younger, newer come along, but they're, they're trainable. Mm-hmm. They're teachable. So you can actually train them. And if every one of our small group leaders, every one of our coaches are training someone, the 181 will oh, get there. Easy. We'll yeah. get there. Mm-hmm. But we have to get into the equipping mindset, not just establishing them yeah. and be followers, but equipping them to actually do the and ministry. And not just doing the ministry right. ourselves, but equipping yeah. others to do it yeah. alongside of us. That's really going to be the key. And so, you know, I, I've had, you know, leaders or guys in my group that I'm like, man, you're a leader, man. I just need you to lead. And I've had them say, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And just recently, they're more ready. Right. You know, I just had a conversation with a guy recently, and I, I kind of thought that he was going to be like, eh, eh. he was like, okay, yeah. whatever you need. I'm like, <laughs> That's great. What? <laughs> really? That's a dangerous. You yeah, say whatever yeah, I need. Yeah. I got a lot of needs, yeah. you know. But, but, but yeah, great. So start, can you start doing one-to-one with right, this person, right. you know, and then and get ready to lead a cluster as yeah. our group grows. I just had a meeting with two of, two of my leaders this past week, and, and we formalized the kind of the leadership of the small group. Yeah. We went on the whiteboard and kind of drew it all out and, yeah. and formalized. And you know what's crazy? Our group was averaging six or seven. So we'd usually have two clusters. Mm. And so I was like, you know, we'll break into two clusters. Right. But just in case, I remember I said this, here's the plan if we have to do three clusters, right? right. That very night, 11 dudes showed up. That's We've awesome. never had 11 right, guys right, in group. Right. You know, it's usually a rotation of the same six or seven or whatever. Yeah. And so we had to do three clusters. Right. And I felt like the Lord was just telling me, see what happens when you get the leaders ready and you get the jars ready. That's right. I can bring the people. But if the, the leaders aren't ready, God's not going to send the people. Right, right. And so who are those people in your group that you know, man, they can lead? And again, we try to make it as simple as possible. If you heard the weekend sermon, you can listen to our weekly That's podcast right. yes. and just read the guide, ask good questions. You don't yeah. have to be a Bible expert. If you don't know the answer to questions, say, I don't know, right, you know right, and then right. come back with the answer later on. But we want to make it so simple that anyone can feel confident to lead a, faci- a facilitated small group discussion. But we as leaders, I realize, we're the lid often. That's right. We're not intentional right. yes. to recruit yeah. them and invite them and then to help yeah. them be deployed. You know, the goal is not lead a big group. And that's why we have to understand right. the goal is to branch and plant, that's multiply right. groups. So you leaders that have been faithfully on the line, front line leading with, with bigger groups, I want to encourage yes, you. you break the the success of your group is when you can branch yep. and plant other groups. Yep. You know, leading a large conversation is daunting for anybody. <laughs> that's right. I think I'm a pretty good leader, but I, don't, I can't lead an right. 11-person conversation. In fact, that's not even a conversation. Right. right? <laughs> You've totally left relational discipleship at that size. Yes. As we've said, you know, the ideal conversation size is... And Science shows us is between four and five yes, people. That's right. And depending on you, I like conversations of three people, yes. three to four, five people. Right. It feels daunting to me. And so, it, 
anybody can lead a conversation of two other people. Right. You and two people, anyone can do that. So let's just have clusters of twos and threes. Uh, not, yes. twos and, not twes, but threes, threes, threes yeah. and fours. fours. Right. Anybody can lead that. Yeah. And so think about who in your group can lead a conversation with two other people. Yeah. And then start recruiting and asking them. And here's one, what I did with, with this group of guys. I said, hey, guys, we're growing. God is, I had this conversation with God's bringing people to right, our church. Right. We had 5,000 people at Easter. We got to care for them. Yeah. And that why, I realized, helps some people to go, okay, I can do that. Yeah. And then you make it simple. It's really just two other people. Yeah. Okay, I can do that, right? Wow. So maybe leaders be ready to communicate that with the people that you're recruiting. We're growing. God is sending us people. We got to care for them. Can you lead a conversation with just two other people? I think more more than often people are going to say right, yes. Right, if right. you say, "Hey, can you lead twelve people?" Like, nope. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't. If you ask me to lead twelve people, I, I'd say no. So, but with two, yes. And and just we got to multiply these containers. And as yeah. we do that, yes. I'm convinced God's going to bring the harvest That's that He right. wants us I, to get. I, I really for. believe that they're going to come. God's going to add people. We're going to be able to retain them because we have these these jars that are all set up. Amen to that. So, discussion questions, real simple. Who are you personally reaching? As leaders, we got to be modeling it. Um, what are you learning as you're reaching that person? What challenges do you face as you're trying to reach out to the person? Let's encourage each other about the reaching, right? Because we got to be continually reaching, not just lost, lost people, but even people that have come to church on Easter. We got to go right. back. We got to right. reach them, continue yes. to love on them. The second thing, who are you discipling? In other words, laying biblical foundations in. What are you learning for that? What, are you, what challenges are you experiencing in that? We need to be doing that. And then who are you training to lead? Who are you preparing to lead? And let's talk about that. Now, you may not have one person in each of these three categories, and that's fine, but we need to be active in that. So if you right. don't have anyone that you're reaching right now, well, then let's start praying for that. Who yes. can you be reaching? If you don't have anyone you're discipling right now, let's be praying for that. You get the point. But let's talk about these three things, reaching, discipling, training, so that we can multiply for the harvest that God Amen. wants to send to us. Amen. Well, leaders, thank you so much for all that you guys do. We are just so grateful. I know I can speak for Pastor Norman, Pastor Paris, Pastor Wade, Pastor Tim, everybody. Right. That we're so thankful for all of you. Because yes. if it weren't for you, leaders, we wouldn't be who we are. And we wouldn't be able to care for God's people the way he's called us to. So thank you. And now together, let's help multiply ourselves so that we can collectively care for the people God wants to send to us. But we love you. We're so thankful for you. Have a great leadership group discussion and let's continue to do what we got to do to care for the harvest God is sending amen, to us. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you.